Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Welcome back to Parsha and Gemara. This week we are in Parshat Kitavo, dealing with a lot of things, the Tochacha coming into Israel. But one of the most fascinating stories for me, at least for some reason, was this idea that when B'nai Yisrael was going to cross into um, Israel, and it's not very clear, even in the Torah, about how this was supposed to be done, they were supposed to take these large rocks, these large stones, and write the entire Torah on it. And there's discussion because this week discusses about the cursings and the blessings. Maybe it was just that. But really the, the basic understanding was that when they were going to enter Israel, they were to take the written Torah that they received on Har Sinai, copy it, and put it on these stones. But not just that, this to read at the Pasuk says, So the Pasuk says that these stones, you'll take them and scribe every word of this teaching. Not very clear what the translation says most distinctly, but Rashi comes up and says what, and quotes the Sechet um, Sota, um, where it states that what does Be'er Hetev mean? It means that they were supposed to just also translate the Torah into different languages. And here's what it says in the in the um, in the in the Gemara in Masechet Zotav. Achar kach heviu et avanim ubuno et mizbech basadeu beside vachatvu alav et kol divrei Torah. So it says that afterwards, meaning after they 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 came into the land after they were crossing the Jordan, that they were supposed to actually take the rocks from the Jordan. That's also a complicated idea. That they, the rocks were in the water that they were passing through, and they were supposed to plaster them in this in this plaster called Sayyid. And then this is what he says, the Gemara says, right? And they're supposed to write it in 70 languages, in 70 languages. And from there, that's what we described as Be'eretev. Be'eretev was really meant to explain to us was that not just about that it had to be written clearly or distinctly in nice letters, but rather in 70 languages. So what is this idea? You have these, these this, we have the Torah already. We're supposed to put it on these monuments. And these, and I'm not going into it, but these stones were then used as a misbeach, or maybe they were used just to look at it. It's it, the whole idea that there are these three different stories with these massive stones. And the Torah is not as clear in terms of what stones are used for a misbeach that they were going to, to give korbanot on, or what was going to be used as a, as a monument for these Torahs. But let's just take the idea that these massive stones that are going to have the 70, um, or stones that are going to have the, the Torah written on them and translate into 70 languages. So the Ramban comes and says that what this is really about, what were these, what were these stones? And he explains it's likely that either these stones were huge or was a miraculous event. For otherwise, it would have been impossible to inscribe so much on a few stone tablets. And this is what I've always been wondering. First of all, what's the purpose of this? What's the purpose of these stones? Is it for B'nai Israel? If so, let them write a Torah just like we have today in the different Aaron throughout Israel. And each one would understand the importance of the Torah. Why specifically these massive stones? And I think what it does is it speaks to this explanation of Behertev being in 70 languages. That the reason why 
and according to Rambanan probably, that there were these massive stones, or it was this miracle that was happening, had to be written in 70 languages, because one of the most important aspects of Benisho coming into Israel was that they understood their history, where they were coming from, and that everyone in Israel would also know the history that they were coming from, right? If it was only each community that needed their own Torah, this would not be something that everyone would be aware of. If you just, it's really the basic concept of a monument when you go to Washington, D.C., or you go to Yad Vashem. All these monuments are not just meant for the people that it happened to, but everyone around them. And what I loved about the Ramban's explanation that was either they were actually massive stones, trying to be very practical, saying, yeah, these stones are massive, how they move them, we don't know, or maybe it was a miracle. And the what I like to finish off is that this miracle was for everyone coming into Israel, not just the Jewish people. The miracle to understand and to learn about the history of the Jewish people coming from Mitzrayim or coming all the way from Avravinu, all the way to Eretz Yisrael to become their own nation within a in, in, in their own land is a miracle that everybody should be able to experience and celebrate. And, you know, there, there's always these nice little uh, quotes. I don't, I don't exactly remember them, but a lot of focus on, you know, if you can't handle the success of others, then there's probably something wrong with you. And I, and I really believe that. And I think this is what it's trying to teach that the success of Am Yisrael coming to, to Eretz Yisrael is something that should be known and should be a miracle that should be inspiring to all. And we see throughout history, whether it was slavery or other aspects of, of world history, that people look to the Torah, people look to Jewish history to learn, to build, to learn how do we, we build off of our, of, our, of our unfortunate tragedies, how do we build a, a life in a, in, a, in a nation where we're free and autonomous. These are things that's not just a miracle that they happen, but it's a miracle the fact that everybody can learn about it so that they too can take the lessons from the Am Yisrael, the Jewish people's history, and learn it and bring it to their own so that they also can become free, prosperous, successful in all their rights. Shabbat Shalom.